everybody to the BAM chat. We're back on schedule for set Sunday nights and I've uh, got Smeggy jumping in and Bob, Biker Bob. Uh, thanks guys for jumping in. I think Bob walked away for a bit. Uh, I'm still here. Hey, how's everyone doing? All right. I'm here. All right. Done. So uh, thanks guys for joining. We'll uh, dig into the van goodness. So I uh, got a right. schedule, had a schedule for the show. <clears throat> Okay, I think we pushed this one back a week, and I don't know if we want to talk about this stuff or talk about the recent trip up to Vegas, but uh, really no issues or anything going up to Vegas. Everything worked well. Uh, the only thing I could think of as possibly an issue is having some sort of a second seat in the back or some sort of seating option, but I don't know if that's big. Yeah, that, that's something you got to look at, and you know your best option, we could talk about that. Okay, so uh, otherwise, um, we were going to talk about cooling. It's a little earlier or a little early in the year to talk about that. Uh, and then the mobile office. And I have one little thing to talk about there, so we'll see. Anyway, we'll dig into it. Again, we always play this, do this show, play the show by ear, right? So, uh, I don't know, Smeggy was driving around the van a little bit, at least. Um, why don't you... Uh, Start us off. What is what's your impression of the van? You got to see it in Michigan, but that was I mean, you looked at it. I got to drive around it a little bit. Right. Yeah, I didn't really get a good look at it the first. I don't know, man. I I really like it. I I like all the uh, the insulation stuff you did. I think that kind of quiets it down as well as regulate the temperature a bit. Um. You know, the back set up pretty good as far as, like, you know, your little work table. I know that you got, like, your battery and stuff in there and um, all that stuff, which I don't know, maybe because I know you were saying you wanted to set something up there. But, uh, like, overall, I, I liked it. I mean, it, it seemed to run good, and the inside was comfortable. Well, I don't really know much, much what else to say. Yeah. So, um, seating options. I'm not about to put. I don't think there even is. There's a uh, a metal floor in it, and there's no places even for seats. So I don't know if those are standard in a van or if they have to be cut in. Well, there's there's a couple different ways you can go about it, right? Um, one way you could do it that'd be real simple is you can get um, these fold down jump seats for Ranger. Uh, Ford Ranger pickup trucks that are attached to the sides of the cab for those, you know, cab and a half Ford Rangers. They didn't have a bench seat in the back. They had two jump seats that, you know, folded down. Well, you can get those. They're legal and they come with seat belts or you can, you know, utilize seat belts with them, which you want to do. And yeah, you can just weld those to the uh, pillars on the sides of the van or bolt them to it and that would give you a couple of jump seats you can fold up flip out of the way maybe right behind the cage something like that or a bus seat what about that like get, get a seat from a school bus 
<laughs> bolts it to the wall. You know? Yeah, um, okay, how about then go to an RV place and get a couple of those captain's chairs and then just put those in the back that would be, you know, kind of your desk chair. That would be your chair for sitting in front of your desk area. Yeah, it wouldn't roll around, but then at the same time, it's that way it's safe for traveling. And you can put those things can take seat belts and they literally will bolt through the floor and then with big washers on the other side that'll be you know, yeah it's like a barber's chair or something like you set them in place and then they're just bolted right. you can get yeah. like a, you can get a thing that bolts to the floor and then get a sort of a quick detach like a boat seat yeah yeah you could you could do that. i wouldn't uh, do that unless uh somebody's paying big money to be able to sit back there because there's no chance I'm ever going to sit in that thing. And I well, that's what I'm saying. It's either, like, that's why I was going the junkyard options, the Ranger pickup truck seats. Those things are excellent. I, you know. It's interesting what you're talking about. It's almost like an airplane jump seat that they put right. up front, the cockpit. But well, um, no way am I going to weld anything to the side of my thing. That's ridiculous. And there's nothing to bolt it to, so I'd have to build some kind of infrastructure Build no. off pillars to put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't have ribs. Doesn't have ribs that go up. Yeah, sixteen inches, and they're like little two-inch pieces of metal. There's nothing that oh, was going to hold a human being in an accident. No, that yeah, would so have to build an infrastructure to set them on. Of course, it would. So, uh, no, that's ridiculous, and there's no way I'm putting that in there. And it would be the most oh, uncomfortable thing ever because, unlike a Ranger that goes up and down vertically. Uh, a van curbs, so it's more like an egg shape. Modify the that would be easy to modify the mouth. But anyway, I mean, then you're It'd be obnoxious. To what you're saying is there, there is no option other than folding lawn chairs and hang on for dear life. Oh, so if it isn't Bob's two ideas, then there's no option except death. So, no, there's probably something in between. There's the captain's chair. I give you three ideas. Captain's chairs, bus seat, and the ranger jump seats. Yeah, ridiculous ideas. No, so, all good ideas, all way better than anything else. About why don't you just hang up a hammock? I'm up with anything. In an accident, you would just free swing in a hammock, and you it would absorb the energy. I no, tried no, to talk no, him into a hammock. He won't go for a hammock either. No, <laughs> a hammock's ridiculous. I don't want a hammock. That's stupid. Go live in a hammock for any length of time, and then tell me how great a hammock is. So if you're talking about a hammock to stow gear, yeah, maybe I could understand that, like to put a coat in or like a towel. So that it could kind of air dry and not hang, I guess. But uh, I don't want that. It looks weird. And no, I'm not going to sit in a hammock. Until you sit in a hammock for any length of time, Bob, you're not going to lecture me. I have. I have. I have. I have in a hammock. I spent overnight yes. in a hammock. It's fine. Overnight in a hammock? Oh, excuse me. I didn't realize you're a long-term. Set <laughs> one up in your camper, which you have, and then sleep in that for a long time. And I Advantages of a stupid hammock. No, I've looked at, I've looked at it. There just is a, a, a so Let's stop already. Let's stop. My chat. Stop it. It's my chat. Let's stop. So number one, Bob came up with three ridiculous ideas. He insists that that's the only ideas out there. It's not. So stop it, Bob. We're done. Right. What are your lawn chairs that you like? My chat. So we'll we'll stop it. Conduit lamps to the floor. Actually, oh, Smeggy. Um, any ideas you actually drove in the van? Um, I don't know because I mean, I, I'm with, I hate to say it, I'm kind of with Bob as far as 
you probably want something that bolts down to the the floor as far as for being secure. Um, you could put it off to the side, in which case then, uh, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be out of the way and whatnot. Because I could see, yeah, you know, the captain's chair like right in the middle, um, and then it, you know, then you can't use you can't use the space. So, but if you put something on to like the side of the van and you bolted it down to the floor, you could travel in it and uh, you could use it for working and stuff when you're sitting there. Because yeah, other than that, everything else would be, in my opinion, kind of like a, a temporary thing, which you wouldn't want to travel in, but might be fine for when you're actually sitting in there working. <clears throat> so Jesmila is saying folding bench seats like a VW bus. Um, I could almost see something like that, and you would build like just skis or something, like some sort of a metal thing that would, you know, be its own support, or just drill, you know, holes through. Like Bob was saying, with big washers, and just either put in some sort of a, I don't know, like a mount, you know, where the the seat itself has like pegs that go through the floor, and then you go underneath with like a big washer and a nut and a cotter pin or some kind of locking mechanism, you know, almost like you could do like almost a quick detach, and then uh, you know, so have some sort of a metal framework on a seat, and then have that thing somehow quick detach. Uh, but then what do you do with it? So you'd be, they basically have to have it in all the time. So, um, as far as folding, I don't know, I guess you could, I would probably go for bench seats out of a small van, like, uh, you know, import van so that they're just way smaller and then maybe put one along the flag there, <clears throat> like behind the driver's seat. Yeah, that, that's what I was kind of thinking was because that's off to the side. It's next to that that shelf area, the length of like a little two person seat. Uh what are they saying? Track? You mean like put a track on the floor? Remember, I got a rubber floor, so I wouldn't want to put a kind of track under that. I'm not taking my floor in and out. If you don't, if, if that that's basically tire rubber, except it's like four by eight. So imagine trying to pick up like half-inch rubber that's tire rubber, four by eight. It's super heavy and complicated, or difficult to, awkward to move around. But but it is comfortable. Yeah, for kneeling on and stuff, isn't it? Like, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice. And I'm sure you're getting some insulation properties from that too. Because it's separating you from like the cold metal or whatever. A bit, you know, it's not as good as the walls, but, uh, you know, it's more comfortable than the walls and more rugged than the walls. Yeah, and it's also, it's easy to clean and shit. That's the best part about it. It is, yeah, because it just wipes off. Actually, today I was doing some stuff on it, and I was all worried about, well, I hope I don't get stuff on this. And I'm like, wait a minute, what am I talking about? <laughs> I got stuff all over it, and I just wiped it right off. So, uh, yeah, it's impregnable to anything. And what I like about it is I was concerned, you know, sometimes rubber, great, it's impregnable to anything, but then as you walk on it, you know, dog claws on it, and then uh, just, you know, stuff, get like a nut or a screw or something gets in there, and then you step on it, like, is it going to start to get, you know, like a rubber ball, like big yeah. cut rips in it, but nothing like that, way more like a tire, 
So you'd have, you know, you'd have it, like it's, you'd have to have the vehicle pressure scraping on it to get any kind of abrasion. More like vulcanized rubber. So yeah, exactly. It's like hard trying to cut it. Not gonna cut. I was just gonna say you'd have to try to cut it, and then I'm sure, you know, with the, some pressure and a knife, you could slice into it. But it is a horse stall oh. minute, exactly. Yeah, I've been I've been looking at some kind of option for the uh, part of my. Like the back part of my van, like the kitchen area and everything, is all linoleum, which is great because then you just sweep it out the door. And uh, but the front part, where the, it's got the couch and which is now the office, has got carpet. So I'm thinking, ah, I got to get rid of that carpet. So I'm thinking, rather than put like more lino in or something, I might do something because that's the part I'm going to be rolling around in my chair on, and. Uh, because I actually have a chair with rollers because I have I only need one seat. <laughs> um, uh, is this story just trailing off here? No, no. I, the point was that that's a good idea is that rubber. I wonder if I could just use that and just like glue it down to the wood surface and have I that. Know. I don't think that I would glue it because <clears throat> then it would be you'd be giving it torque. I think one of the things that keeps mine from uh, ripping or tearing is that I, it gives. You know, if I'm putting uh, a pressure on it, it just moves. So I don't yeah. know if I, but I would also go with a thinner one if I was going to be rolling around a yeah. chair because the way it, it would be eventually like a rubber ball or something, it would start to, you know, you squish rubber too often. It's like, <laughs> you know, it to break. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I might, maybe I'd be better off going with something harder. But um, they do make thinner ones that are almost like uh, like a thick, thick, thick welcome mat instead of this giant thick one. Yeah. But well, the thing is, get them in different sizes too. I I had to get the size I got because I didn't wait around, and uh, if I would have waited, if I could, would have taken time to wait, and I don't know if it had been a better idea or not, I could have ordered in one of the very large stall mats from the one of the places. It's just that they only stock the small ones here in Tucson for whatever reason. So. I just yeah. went with three small ones that one large Big, one. You yeah. went with one large one, you wouldn't have any seams or anything. Yeah, that probably would have been better. Get so any you know, was, different thicknesses, or they're all half inch. Well, mine are three of the same things. It's just that it's not from you know to get in one that's fourteen feet long to fit the whole van would have taken forever to. Well, it would have cost more, and I would have had to wait for them to order it and then have well, it. Delivered. And then it would have been a real pain to cut. This was a real pain times three, but at least it was doable with one person. It would have been. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, was... I need a CB, though. Where'd that come from? Yeah, I'm going to put a CB on the roof of my camper like up top. And then it'll just be like hang the microphone down and be like, "Hey, good buddy, how's it going?" And turking down the road, there you go. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna worry about seating really because uh, I didn't build the van to be a shuttle, and um, I don't know what the deal is with liability and stuff back there. Anyway, it's probably not a great idea to have people in there without actual DOT seating or whatever. And there's Uber, right? So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. As far as seating for an office space, though, um, which I know you what to sit on that. 
Bungee cord it to the wall when I'm driving. You know. Yeah, I'm not carrying around a bunch of uh, office chair though. I don't need it. Although today I was uh, doing, I do the. Um, I like my office chair. I spend most of my day in it. Well, then on your camper chat, we could talk all about your office chair. So today I was doing the um, Patreon perks, the uh, um, stuff that you know, the gun show stuff, and I do that in the van. So uh, I was had it kind of laid out on the you know main floor there, and as I was kind of reaching over to put stuff, you know, how I spread them all out there from the pictures. I don't know if you remember. Um, it was just being a pain. So I went out and grabbed one of my stools, like a off, like a shop stool, like you'd set in front of a drill press or a saw or something if you're doing a lot of repetitive work. Um, and that thing worked actually really well. So I might, I can't use it in the van unless I got a smaller one. I might get a smaller one or maybe an adjustable one. But I like the idea of a stool because, uh, uh, I'm not looking like Bob's looking for like an easy chair type of thing where you have armrests, right? You can lean back in it, watch TV and stuff. I use that ammo cam on like a stool anyway. I just kind of pivot around on it and just so right. I'm sitting. But the the, the thing is, you know, sitting on something hard like that for like a long time, you know, it can get uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, you're kind of moving around and stuff, but if you had just something that had a little bit of cushion, um, you know, they make these things for ice fishermen, a padded seat that goes on a five-gallon bucket. The idea is you carry the bucket out with all your bait and your tackle and stuff, and then you you put your, you know, drill your holes or whatever, and then you sit on the But you could use the bucket for storage of things. You know, you can always use more containers, and then you pop that top on. It's just like a like a hunter seat, you know, like the that squishy foam stuff. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That might about. be kind of comfortable to sit on. I've seen them for fishing, too. Not for ice fishing, just for regular fishing. You take all your stuff out there, and you carry it like a bucket, and then, you know, take your stuff out. And then at the end, I guess you can put your fish in there. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I think a bucket. I think a bucket you talk in there. Just, there's like a three-gallon bucket size, like a short five-gallon, maybe. I can understand something like that. And then I wouldn't be too bad. Uh, basically, the idea of the... Ammo can that I'm using is then I have storage inside the ammo can, although I don't use it for anything. And then uh, same thing I apply to that bucket. So I like that better than a bench even really. Or not a bench with a stool. Right, because then you you don't have any really wasted space. Because you can always fill it with stuff. And and Clover saying, dang you, I gallon <laughs> bucket. So I'm sorry, Clover. I wasn't looking at the chat earlier. I did come up with that idea all by myself, but apparently I stole it from Clover. Jared's saying one of them army canvas folding stools. The three-sided stools, I've never liked those. So you can have them. You can keep them. I don't like them. But uh, I do have one of those Walmart Chinese like fold-out chair things that works pretty good. And that's short enough. Didn't you have like three of those in the camper, Bob, or more? Those things are actually short enough that I can set them up in the camper and they'll not be smashing my head into the roof. It only has two legs. Oh, where they kind of open out like the X. 
and then the top has the canvas. Yeah, like a small director's chair without a back. Or are you talking about the kind that has the little back? Anyway, I'm too big for that. Those are great for little kids, very, very small people. All right, well, it's about done with sitting in the back of the van. Um, otherwise, we all forgot the best one for the back of a cool van would be a giant beanbag. Oh, yeah, definitely. And some uh, black lights and some posters. I should run a rope of black lights, black lights that turn to ultraviolet or something. Or I guess black lights are ultraviolet. Right. All right, well, I, agree. I also like beanbag chairs. Not seeing much on the gun channel side, so we'll uh, move along. So that was talking about, well, I think that started with um, you're driving in the van or whatever. So you haven't driven up front, though. Who drove up front? I think that was Ghost jumped up front. Right? Yeah, I don't remember. I think so. Anyway, actually what I've been using, I got this uh, giant, I guess it's just a giant dog bed, right? But it's huge for like one of giant dogs. And uh, uh, Oro's cousin had it and then he died and then Oro had it in there. And then I just left it in there, the next dog, I guess. And actually I've been using that thing, so it's pretty comfortable to set on. And then I figured out if you jam it up against the side of the van, it's like a big giant chair. There's like a back end, of, you know, it's huge, so... There's like oh, a, if you kind of fold it into an app yeah, like and then it's like fit and lean on it, yeah. Like a couch taco. I should invent it. Couch taco. But uh, I don't know what they were doing in the back when you guys were sitting back there, but that's what I figured you guys were sitting on that big pad. I, I went from sitting on that to uh, like kind of sitting where the ammo can was with my back against the shelves, my legs stretched out. But that's where my laptop was. You were sitting on my laptop? No. Probably. That's probably why it doesn't work right. No, I, was not, I was not sitting on your laptop. Screen looks all weird, like somebody stepped and smooshed it. Probably farted. <laughs> probably farted on it. No, my, who knows what that did to the interior. Um, let's see. So we had mobile office. Oh, so I had an idea. So I was out there, like I say, sitting on that stool, uh, sorting out all the stuff for the uh, Patreon perks, and then um, I thought about something I had seen for a work truck, where you know if you're stand imagine my truck with the side doors instead of a stupid sliding door, and how the you know the front part opens is one door, and then the second part opens it's like a two part door, right? So the left hand door um, comes out and opens and folds you know to the back of the van, and then. I don't know for what kind of equipment or whatever they make this sort of a pillar that's um, right inside. I should probably have a picture of the van or something, but right inside of the uh, door and then to the left, you put a pillar there, just attach it to the floor of the van, and then it probably comes up. Like I say, the van walls are curved, so it probably comes up and attaches somewhere up top because it seemed pretty solid. And then that's the pivot for an arm that comes around. So when it's in its driving position, I guess. It's against the wall of the van, but then you open the door and then it can pivot out and then be sort of a 
you know, what about uh, chest height or something, depending on how tall you are, like sort of a, either a tabletop there or you had some sort of a piece of equipment on it. But I was thinking I could turn that into like a laptop station or something there, have the laptop on some sort of an arm that pivots around, and then that way I could, you know, have it in different areas in the van, and then if I needed to, just have it right outside too. Or just make that a little table and put the laptop on it or not. And not maybe dedicate the laptop to it, but... That's true, especially if you had an awning off the side from the side doors. Yeah, and I'm thinking of three or four different ways to do that. In fact, some of those really strong magnets, I could just take those really strong magnets, set them there with a tarp, and then uh, sort yeah. of going across between the two open doors, and that's pretty good shade or rain, depending on how bad the rain's coming. Or, you know... A couple of eight foot one by twos, you know, propped on the door to spread the tarp out a little further. You know, just kind of like. Well, I'm not going to carry around one by twos, but I might put some those. Well, room for them, or or tent poles. I have room for them. I would might yeah tent poles, which are super easy, and I got a bunch of them already, and I have the bungee cord to keep them all together, or like just the strong, thick-walled PVC, because that's still super light, and doesn't go wet. <clears throat> I always just think one by twos because that was always one of my camping things. I always made sure I had, you know, lumber. We all know you're affiliated with big lumber, and every time you can hawk lumber on us, you're going to try. Well, you know, they're cheap. It's like 97 cents each. I mean, I don't grow on trees. I like PVC, it comes out of the ground naturally. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then, back. regardless, that's what I was thinking for laptop solution there might be some sort of a pivot thing so i'm going to start looking into either making one of a piece of pipe or um seeing if there's something out there for like a cop car or like say something i'm pretty sure i saw that on a like piece of equipment like uh i don't know not like a some kind of articulated arm that holds the pc right no, it's more like just a swivel. Just it means not really articulated as much as just like um, a tabletop that swivels out of the way. It was oh, like maybe like a steam cleaning van or some sort of a you know something where you have the back of the van is just a big piece of equipment, and this was like to get its control panel out, so you weren't you'd have to go crawl into the van to operate the thing. But I'm thinking they might do something like that for CSI or something too, where you know if they're going to be kind of standing near the van, they don't want to be crawling up in it all the time. Yeah, maybe. So I'll give you a look at it, these auctions and stuff. I'm not getting any comments coming in on the gun channel side. Nobody's over there. But we do have 10 people watching, so appreciate that. Um, I don't know what else to do at the mobile office. We've got to get some power supplies and stuff. I like your idea of just maybe getting a universal power supply and hardwire and that right in. And then whatever I plug in, I'll have the app, you know, I can just plug it in or, you know, have it. Hardwired right in. Yeah, that's actually a uh, smart idea. I mean, it's either that or you go with a full inverter, and you do lose some um, power through the inverter. However, if you got enough power, it doesn't matter. I don't need an inverter. I don't have enough stuff that needs 110. And uh, I'll probably, once I get in there and start working on it again, I'll just take like a big power strip and install it. So I've got eight bangs in there, you know, eight plugs, and yeah. then uh, just do some sort of um, run it to like a just a big cord, basically. So there, you just have a big extension cord out back. And if I ever do need 
power in there for like a drill or something, I'll just be able to plug the van into a yeah. RV spot or somebody's house. Right, or, right. Good idea. Because uh, I just don't need it. I don't have a microwave or nothing that it needs a refrigerator or nothing like that. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I I, I just want to have enough solar to run all that because my van is part RV, right? So that's why I do the solar thing. Um, otherwise, though, it ran pretty good. Um, didn't change oil. I probably should have changed oil before I went up there. I just didn't. No. Uh, change it now that you're back, and that's a good time. Yeah, exactly. I'll change it now, and then uh, probably do the spark plugs before I take off anywhere again. But now it's time to start thinking about <clears throat> where to go next. So uh, we can maybe transition into that. If anybody's out there watching has ideas, um, I talked to the people at the Cody Museum while I was at SHOT Show. And got the invite again to go up and do a tour and check that place out. Well, I think what you got to look at is um, if you want to be able to stay in the van, you've got to move as the temperature moves, right? So you head more north as it starts to warm up in those states and then, you know, tour those places, right? There's lots of places right now that, you know, are frozen wildernesses. You don't want to go there because there's no way you could stay in the van. Whereas comes, you know, a little spring, they're going to be beautiful. You'll be in the blossom of spring. It might be a little cool at night, but it, during the day, it'll be great. And, uh, yeah, you'll be able to boondock in the van and save some cash. And, yeah, I think that's what you should do. Right on. Well, I talked to, um, like, say, the people from the Cody Museum. It's up in Cody, Wyoming. And they asked him if, when there's a gun show or whatever. And I think he said July 14th, if I remember right. So that gave me a spot a time frame to shoot for up there which is definitely a time when i don't want to be in arizona like you say yeah so they could maybe work off of that and get up to washington state uh come back either through oregon or go up through oregon um if i'm going to all that i probably wouldn't want to go to california also <clears throat> so do some sort of nevada oregon wyoming utah wyoming uh probably uh, Colorado then, right? Come down through Colorado and then New Mexico again. Yeah, probably the only way. Yeah. Either go up one way or down the other way, you know. Uh, Ghost is saying, have you been to Wyoming and Montana? Um, let me think about Montana. <clears throat> I've been to Wyoming for sure. I spent half a year or more out there, eight months or something, and I uh, really liked it. And let's see. Is there anything cool in the Dakotas? Because you can always shoot up and then go over and then come down through the Dakotas and Nebraska and all that stuff. Like the Black Hills, shit like that. I mean, that is some really incredible looking country. I guess so. There's nothing actually, so no. So there's the, what do you call it? What do you call those things? Mount Rushmore and there's Sturgis. I've been to all that. So I've been to Wyoming a couple of times. Like I said, I spent some time out there, and I spent some time out there because one of my first road trips when I first got out of the army, um, me and a friend grabbed a truck and or grabbed my truck and just took off with all our money and drove all around the country. So when we came from Vancouver, went up to Canada, Vancouver Island, and then on our way back down east, I guess we went through Idaho and then a chunk of Montana down into Yellowstone. And uh, 
So I guess North Dakota I missed, but Montana I'd have ch hit a chunk of. And then, like I say, drove around Wyoming a few times. Really like Wyoming a lot. And uh, been to Cody. I've been to the museum before, but it's been a long, long time. Oh, dude, uh, you got to go to Minot. I mean, that's just the greatest city in North Dakota. It's it's a wonder. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing against the Dakotas, but there's I'm not going to go around saying there's a lot of stuff there. They're pretty flat and straight roads. I mean, there must be some. I, I just didn't know if there was any cool, like, firearm histories. You got the black, I was saying. That's where, uh, what's-his-face was, Hickok? No, yeah, Hickok, right? No, and all the outlaws used to hide out in the Black Hills. That's where, um, what's all the Sioux Chief, um, what the hell was his name? Got murdered by you guys, anyway. But, uh, yeah, the whole little bighorn was about. I just didn't know if there's any, maybe there were like museums or something for that kind of stuff, but. Maybe some people listening that live in that area can suggest something. What happens what, then? What if not? Into, you have a decent plan. <clears throat> yeah, like say that there's the distance involved to get to things. So, you know, Cody by itself, the reason I haven't gone to it yet is it's out in the middle of freaking nowhere, literally. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit doable when you drive up through Denver because that gets me to Colorado Springs into uh, Dragon Man, right? And then Salt Lake City gets me to the Browning Museum. So if we're talking about doing 3D or 360 tours, then you know that that starts paying for itself as far as the time spent driving. But you get into the Dakotas, and that's days and days of driving. It's like driving through the middle of Texas. Days and days of driving. There's like a castle made out of corn. There's the they call it Mount Rushmore, and and I just don't know. You know, it's not quite as effective as going up. Probably in the Montana, there's going to be long-range shooting stuff. Idaho, you get into the suppressor stuff. Gemtech and that. Washington and Oregon have all the knife stuff and other gun stuff. You could go to Fargo, don't you know? All right, so I don't like any of these ideas. I don't have all <laughs> Um, or Minnesota. I'd go up there fishing or something, but I just don't, they don't scream gun stuff to me. Um, if I'm going to, I'm going to want to go to, uh, New York again. So we've been thinking about how to get to Connecticut. Just be cutting across New York, I guess, and getting over to Connecticut and seeing some of the old cult stuff and Smith and Wesson stuff. I imagine going up to Cody might be a good place to do a little bit of research and, Start figuring out where exactly those um, factories are or were. I don't know if they even still exist. If it's like going to the historic locations or if it's the places still exist there. Yeah, if the historic location is now a, you know, a Street corner. it kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. It's hardly worth driving across country to see it kind of thing. Well, and that kind of sucks that a lot of the, the old-time firearm history, I mean, I... Obviously, that was back when the country was just that part, and they're so anti-gun now. It's like, is it really worth driving through all that crap? Back east? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. 
so part of it, I suppose, will be I have to first get a camera and then start doing some 3D pictures and whatnot. But I keep saying 3D, doing 360 pictures. And then uh, I think it's the kind of thing, like, once you start doing it, and you can start showing people your uh, portfolio. Hey, look what we've done. We want to do this at your place. And it's not going to cost anything because our, you know, our Patreons are paying for it. Then, uh, you know, I mean, it might be a little easier to get like a cult or somebody to go for it. Um, I imagine some of the places won't because they have like ITAR issues or whatever you call it, like licensing issues. If they're building parts for other companies or country, other companies, they don't want to necessarily disclose that or let people see processes or shapes or, you know, part shapes or anything like that. Well, they might just be people who go, well, if we're not paying for it, it's not worth anything. So why bother to do it? Right? No, I don't agree with that. So um, anyway, what we're talking about, though, is whether or not to drive all the way out east. So once we get a portfolio going, it'll be a little easier to determine if it's worth, you know, that kind of reach for a tour again. Uh, but I think the uh, museum or the uh, castle would be awesome. You know, trying to figure out how to get good at doing those 360 pictures and then uh, try to take that on. Because not only would that be 360, that'd be 360 plus height, you know? Or maybe oh, hell could, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you could do a 360 with a, with a um, quadcopter, that would be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have all that, but I could arrange to get somebody who has one there and get it done. That'd be neat. Yeah. I mean, if you got the camera, they can mount it on the quad. That's the thing. If you got somebody well, who's got a build like that, you hire somebody who does it because that'd probably be its own unique thing. Maybe, maybe it's easy. No, just... actually, no, it's not. It's just mount the camera, as far as I know, because it's so new, right? But... Mm. Sounds like you should take a detour through California and hook up with Hosh again. Just play around with his play around with his drone, and then figure out how to do it. And then you would be the expert who knows how to do it. Well, let's talk about the drone. So we got drones. I got a drone, and Clover got a drone when we were in Tulsa, and I started playing with mine more uh, before Vegas because I wanted to see if I wanted to take it to Vegas, right? If it was worth it, and. Uh, it takes a little while to get used to it, but I basically started reading the instructions more and seeing what the different gizmos do on the controller. And, uh, for example, like there's a way to basically give the battery or the motor, whatever it is, the speed settings. So you can go to slow, medium, or fast, and it's a lot easier to control when it's in slow. And I imagine fast is for when it's like outside and it has to fight wind or something, or you're going in much bigger distances, so you want it to go faster or something. But, um, you know, just little things like that, like not having it set to the very fast, quick setting inside the house made it a lot easier to start figuring it out. And once I was able to uh, use the thing uh, without it just immediately slamming into a, you know, piece of rope or a string or a rubber band or something, you know, I could actually fly it around a little bit. Uh, I'm really liking those things. So they are really easy to fly once you get the concept down. And uh, uh, anyway, I broke it. <laughs> so I uh, got pretty good at flying it, I think, uh, for somebody just bought a $50 one and just started playing with it. But uh, one of the engines died. So I don't know if it's worth. I'm going to take it over a friend I got that um, plays with them all the time, has different types. 
and I'm going to have him diagnose if it's worth me trying to find a motor for it and replace it or just go to the next, you know, get a better one that's a more modular one or something. And uh, buy one he recommends. <laughs> yeah, his, he, he buys, he's, he flies them around for speed. So he has them where, you know, they have cameras on them so you can fly the thing, but uh, the camera's not for quality. Not, uh, right. Is this so he can see? Oh, he's a drone racer. Kinda. He just flies on his backyard, but um, so yeah, he builds that type of drone. So he he only pays a hundred dollars for them, but there's and they're small and everything. But that's not really what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to yeah. around. I want to basically just get a camera that's decent up in the air for a second, take a picture, and then bring it back down, or maybe a video of it, like what Hosh did with the van. You know, just the approach or the descent or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to show the scale of like a range, for example, like that time I drove to the range in uh, in in San Antonio, uh, we talked about on the Daily Gun Show, where uh, it's down in a pit. That would have been cool to just take a drone up and fly up from the entrance, so you get a scope of how big that area is. Oh and yes, yeah. That would defend it. Nobody, they wouldn't have cared. And then just go up in the air real quick, come back down, and just carry on. You know, you don't have to make a big production out of it. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's how you get away with doing all the drone stuff. Don't make a production of it. Just get the drone up, take the shot, get down, you know. And I really like it when I got it. It's only, I mean, it would fit on a piece of paper. It's not very big. So, um, uh, too small. And outdoors, it would be almost useless unless it was totally calm air. I don't know. I took it outside a couple of times once I figured out how to fly it. And just flying easily in my backyard is not really big. So I could get it up to the top of the telephone poles and the wind would start playing with it. And I'm just not comfortable enough with it being that scale or that far away from me that I had any calls. So I dropped it on the roof once and then kind of in the backyard a couple of times. But I was able to get a video of my van, you know, kind mm -hmm. of like what Hosh did, except out of my backyard. And I yeah. think it's like a football field or a soccer field or something. And yeah. I just around. It would take like an afternoon to really figure it out. They're not that hard. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I've been flying the helicopters and planes and gliders and shit for years so but i'm not really interested in paying a lot spending a lot of effort into it like I say i'll probably just replace it with another 50 dollars one if it's a it's mm -hmm. a or i'll just refix that motor because the camera seems decent enough for what i'm trying to do and like i said yeah, I, would, I wouldn't feel bad spending 300 bucks for one oh i would you're gonna try to use it i don't i don't think that much of a one god pay hook up with people at places you know if i'm going to a specific museum or a range just meet up with somebody who has one because they're, they're going to know how to fly it and then get them yeah. footage and then just use their footage that's why i say it so if like because i wouldn't have that you know or i more than likely wouldn't anyway i yeah they're cool i i think uh it's a really neat option for people nowadays and they're getting so easy to run and to fly as you say eh? Well, that was the fun part is figuring out once I could get the thing to hang out, you know, at a height, kind of. What the hell? Once I could get it to hang out at a height for a little while uh, and, you know, then move it around. That was pretty cool. Um, anyhow, so there's, uh, I guess, that aspect to it. And I don't know what else we're going to talk about tonight. We've been going for about an hour. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. I think we started a little late. 
So I don't know if anybody else out there has any other topics for Van Chat. Uh, we can talk more about Vegas. Let's see. Like I say, ran pretty flawlessly. I'm not going to complain. Uh, everybody seemed to be okay with it. And uh, we used it as uh, storage a couple of times when we were shuttling people around or what, you know, holding bags and whatnot. So it's handy for that. Uh, I didn't need to use it to sleep in. I would have been fine in it. The weather was comfortable. And... Uh, it's just that somebody, or I mean, uh, Jimmy couldn't go, so um, yeah, having an extra bed, I guess. But I uh, would have been fine, I think, sleeping it this time around, and uh, looking forward to being able to try Vegas again in the van because it was actually kind of bummer. Yeah, I still think you ought to look at uh, a proper bed in that van instead of sleeping on the floor, or at least uh, some kind of proper mattress. I, why don't you actually see the van before you start lecturing me on how to see Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't have to see it. You've described it. I've seen pictures of it. I know what it looks like. Yeah, and who's been around in it for months? And yeah, been well. You know, yeah, the the floor is comfy, Bob. You're, 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 like, you'll sleep upright in a, in a truck seat that's slammed all the way forward because, you know, there's people in the back seat. And yeah. you, know, you just sleep anywhere. What are you telling me how to sleep <laughs> you uh, you are not sleeping correctly. Let Bob I'm teach you. Now, maybe if I'd like open every show with like I just can't get a good night's sleep. If there was just some way I could sleep better in the van, I'm let me. Telling you, I'm telling you, I I'll explain to you how to do it if you just ask. Never been an issue because it's not an issue. Um, anyhow, I don't even know where we're going. So, any other? Van related stuff, I guess. Oh, we were talking about Vegas, and I was just kind of going through uh, the trip mentally again here. It was a good week, seven, eight days, I guess, for us. And uh, I think, what did it just say, 18 hours driving, maybe even more, you know, driving around up in Vegas. But also, uh, I think uh, no issues with it being long. I mean, I guess a little bit of issue because I take up more than a parking space. So I like to pull through kind of screw whoever's behind me you know whoever comes up behind me has to be short but uh you know depending on if the site if the parking spot is made for a truck then i'm fitting it fine if it's made for regular cars then i'm too long for it but even in vegas you know for eight days or whatever with all the crazy people driving around vegas and internationals and rentals and just people who are crazy drunk or high now right because of the marijuana up there um no issues no dents or dinks or People yelling at me or anything that I think of. Yeah. Maybe a couple times pulling out in front yeah. of somebody. Your van is not that big, and people are used to that. Like especially Vegas. Look at all the RVs. That's a good point. Well, and just the delivery. You know, somebody getting a tray of bagels or donuts or freaking bacon or whatever. You know, there's just that's a good point. They're really used to delivery vehicles all the time. They're not even in their way, and that's sort of the whole point, right? Is to just be like, yeah. So yeah, uh, you, yeah, you could have rolled right up to the. The back door shot show and then looked perfectly in place like oh i'm just not having the right permit loading some eyes yeah no i know but i'm just saying like that's but you know you it, definitely just pull up to like a hotel entrance or like a back door of a place and just hang and it would take a little while before unless they were really worried about security it would take a little while before somebody was like what is that van gonna unload or you know it, it definitely kind of goes yeah. on if you've well, been in a hotel earlier and got their wireless, you could have free wireless. Well, look at when Pink went in to go buy that rifle. Like, I could, I didn't, I didn't have any problem just driving right up and sitting in the middle of the 
where are taxis and stuff though because nobody's gonna care yeah. there. nobody cares it's a big white delivery van yeah um, it'd be like yeah i'd have like seven feet out in the road and i know, do that yeah. at the parking garage so uh i had to pay for parking this time because i don't know the height of my van so i need to figure out what the height is in just get a tape measure and run it up the side. I know. I have one literally in the van. I just didn't ever do it. So uh, um, he, he knows how he's well, just saying uh, he hasn't done it yet. Yeah, I know how to measure something. Whose fault is that then that you had to pay for parking? Oh, no. I, <clears throat> I paid for parking because I didn't bother to measure because the parking garages are like six feet. They're, they're shorter than me. Like you, the cop car barely fits in them. So. There wasn't an option. I had to park in the oversized parking this time. So that was an issue that you got to, like, I don't know if it's an issue really. It's just you have to make that decision, I guess. Yeah, we, we had that issue with my truck too when we were in Vegas, right? We were going to take my truck one day and then realized it wouldn't fit in that parking garage. Yeah, seriously, that's a good point. Any vehicle that's normal size ain't going to fit yeah. in some of these parking garages that are yeah. clean. Well, anything that's like a three quarter ton, right? My truck's three quarter ton. It's a little taller than a half ton. I don't think a half ton would have fit in that parking garage. No. Like most normal half tons, maybe from the 60s, but not nowadays. Well, that, that, that always makes me nervous with, uh, with my truck now. Yeah. In the parking garage. You know how they have the little thing that hangs down like, this is six foot seven. Yeah. The problem is my my radio antenna hits that thing because I, I know it sticks up higher than my truck. So it's like that hits it, but then I'm not sure, like, is the roof of my truck hitting it? Like, I already see it swinging because of the radio antenna. Yeah. Oh, my truck hits it all the time. If I got the big tires on it, it hits it. If I got the regular tires on it, it's fine. Well, I don't trust it because all it takes is one guy to not remember or whatever. And then, you know, made an elbow six inches too long or three inches too long. Well, or how many links in the chain in the chain that hangs the sign? Yeah, somebody had knocks over and somebody puts it back up with two links missing or, or two more links that shouldn't have been there or whatever. Yeah, so now, yeah, I don't believe it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I know I, I parked down here uh, last week and uh, I ended up going to a parking garage, but the thing that got me, like, I forget, I think it said it was like seven foot tall or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's that's good. And I'm like kind of going slow when I get around like the the concrete things. It's like okay, yep, I clear those. Like that's fine. But then there was a couple of like light fixtures light. that were hanging yeah, down. Light yeah. yeah, and and they were like replacement. Like they look different than the other ones. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are hanging down lower, lower than the original. Yeah. Luckily, luckily I was able to like they were around the turn, so I like. Drew Road, like through the parking spots, and I didn't go directly underneath it, but I'm pretty sure I would have hit him if I did. I would have gone under and just break him. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to scrape the top of my truck, dude. Nobody sees that. Six months old. Oh, okay, it's no one sees it, so let's just ruin my own stuff. Come on, please. Let me see the truck. What? Well, aside from parking. Um... It was nice to be able to have the office in there. So I uh, was able to use that a few times. That's mm. just infinitely more easily to deal with than trying to do 
open up a laptop and work inside. Yeah, trying to set everything up in the hotel every time you walk in the hotel. Oh, no, I mean compared to a car. Like if I was trying to do something like during the day at SHOT Show normally with the cop car, mm -hmm. um, I, I'd either, like you're saying, I guess, have to set up in the media room. That would have been, been horrible. And then shitty internet where with the van, I just you know, got great internet and wherever it is and just kind of park so I'm not in the, sh you know, some, the shade is where I need it. You know, sun's where I want it. Yep. Well, that's, um, those vehicles do make, uh, they, they make incredibly good mobile offices. And uh, especially with the internet you've got set up for yours. That's, I want to get that for mine so bad. Yeah, I'm gonna keep watching for that because hopefully they'll just keep kicking those out because I haven't I haven't seen them but I haven't been told about them but uh, yeah I hope that's not a dead end uh, thing because that's super handy really really handy we're talking about that whatever that dongle I have that just plugs in and uh, gives you internet pretty internet much on the vehicle yeah so before we head out because it is um, a van chat <clears throat> I don't know. And even though it is a van chat, maybe put it that way. Um, I want to talk about this awesome dinner we went to because that was pretty cool. And um, I never experienced anything like that before. I don't know about Smeggy, but um, uh, it was just yeah, in, that was that was pretty nice. It was just in here. I sent him a link, but uh, uh, we went to his steakhouse in Vegas. So Bob, when you went to Vegas before, did you go to that antique gun show with us before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how when you walk into the antique gun show, there's that. Yeah, there's Edge's restaurant, yeah. Yeah, and they've got that kind of meat where they let it, they salt it, and they let it set so that the enzymes oh. or whatever. The, it was hanging in the window, yeah. It was like, you know, 90-day-old meat. Yeah, it was 45-day-old. So um, was that basically stuff, the rotation is they fiddle with it for 45 days, let the enzymes eat the muscle tissue so that it's tender, and then... Uh, after 45 days or so, there's like a window, and that's when they have it available in the restaurant. It's super expensive. So, after we, huh? Yeah, it's basically it's half rotted by the enzyme. So, it's basically half rotted, but it makes it really tender and tasty. That's what they say. So, um, but it's a controlled, yeah, whatever you want to call that controlled. Um, right. It's, it's broken down, but it's not necessarily rotting. Like oh, rotting, right. you, you would, you know, no, it's you would not think rancid. like it's rotting. It's not rancid. It's a controlled rancidity, but then you pay good money for it. So anyhow, we went in there, and I don't know. It was probably Marco's idea to go there. I'm assuming, and then uh, we decided uh, to together because it's you know we're all there for gun channels. Let's all get together and eat, right? Let's get together and recon at the end of the day and talk about what's going on. See if people need help and that kind of thing. And Marco there, so of course it has to be at this fancy restaurant. So um, we all got, I think we had to wait for their reservations, right? Because it's a fancy restaurant, you got to get reservations for. So we get, we meet there right in the middle of the Daily Gun Show. So first I want to say thanks to Bob and Jimmy for running the show that day. I was under the weather the day before, had my ear infection. So I was just coming out of it and they're like, let's go eat at this super fancy restaurant. So I'm like, I don't even want to think about eating, but I want to go check this place out. So, um, and I want to hang out with everybody, right? I mean, we're at Shot Show for crying out loud. And I just got done being dead sick, so I was happy to get out and do something. 
anyhow, so we we do it at eight thirty, right when the show is about to start. So I figured I'm not going to try to do the show from this place. We'll just put the phones down, except for taking Instagram pictures, right? And um, uh, enjoy the meal. So we get there, and Marco, I don't think he had prearranged it, did he? He just made a reservation, no. right? No, he did not. That, that was complete. Just, yeah, he he just sprung it on him when we sat down. So I'm going to say that I created this whole thing because I was bugging Marco. Hey, your Instagram channel's so big. Tell these fancy restaurants that you'll do them right with your fancy Instagram uh, if they do you right, right? So I think that's what he did, right? He walked up there and said, "Hey, I'm the big deal on the Instagrams," and they said, "Oh, well, let's get the chef over here." And we had the most credible meal. I'm going to say a one thousand dollar dinner, right? I, I bet you it would have been, yeah. I think I'm safe to say if we wouldn't have gotten any kind of special deal or if we just and if he paid for everything, way more than a thousand bucks. And if you would have put a tip on there, way more than a thousand bucks, right? Like Dude, if there was more, if there was more than just two people drinking, it definitely would have been way over. So we get there and there's what five of you people eating and me. Eating the I wasn't there. <laughs> I don't know if you would have been able to handle this, Bob. So we go in there and it's fancy and Marco's being Marco and the chef comes out and tells us that we're going to have a good time and basically gives us a deal on the meal and hooked us up with all these, I'm about to screen share here, uh, these fancy, or what do you call them, hors d'oeuvres, appetizers. And, uh, appetizers. And then uh, these guys ate a bunch of meat. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, um that's that, that wag, wagyu beef or whatever. Yeah, so they had the Colby beef when you make it in this country. They call it wagyu, and they feed it differently and whatnot. And then this is tartar, so raw version of it. Bunch of fancy cheeses, toast made out of cows, and pork and oysters and all kinds of neat stuff. And oh. these some kind of fancy steaks. That looks then, like brain with radishes. No, it's basically like a raw hamburger with egg and then what do you call it on top oh uh, there's a brain with radishes and caviar that would you, be yeah that's smeggy i i did not have any of that no oh man do you have any other Sorry. food Bob. oh no no it's even worse right it was already bad i missed shot show right you got any pictures of the food smeggy Oh, um, I don't think I did. I think I just did the the G patches. So pictures from, these are pictures from Pink, who takes better pictures than me. So oh. this is from his angle. Oh. They, what was this stuff? This, was, this here was some fancy kind of Jesus, Bob. Control yourself. Just some kind of fancy ham and some kind of fancy sausage over here. Uh, this was Pink's food, I guess. And then this was just some big glob of butter they gave you next to your steaks. <laughs> yeah, it, it. You know, I don't. I was a little confused because it, it. It was kind of like lemony. I didn't like mine, and I was like, like I. I thought it was just a chunk of butter, but it was. It tasted like lemon. I'm like that doesn't go good with a steak. So pink like took mine. So I, I just scooped it up and put it on his plate. So these are, I think, sixty-five oh. or eighty-five dollars steaks. What are they? Oh, they're tiny. But... Yeah. It was something like that. I forget exactly. Was it, it, either, it depends. It depends. If whatever they got, it was either $65 or $85. It was only a couple. Really good. Did, 
cheapest thing on the menu was like 50 bucks, I think. Like the cheapest steak. Yeah, exactly. It looks really good. So, Smeggy got some other weird looking one that looked like Devil's Tower since we're talking about South Dakota. That lamb's leg. No, this is a New yeah. York or a ribeye. They were either eating ribeye or New York fit. No, a bone on them? I would have took that bone oh, home to Charlie. Ribeye, I, I would have made everybody give me the meat to take home to Charlie. It was, like a, it was like a 22 Bob, ounce bone in something Bob, or going to make everybody give him the meat. So we'll move on from that. To take did, you, did, dog, did you take whatever. a video inside the little aging thing? I did take a video inside the place where he was describing to us like how to what the deal is with the uh, aging and the salting and whatnot. Oh, that's some other thing he went to. Did he even take pictures of it? No, no pictures of it. He probably just didn't post them because he he did definitely took a bunch of no he did because there's one that looks like Pac-Man. There's one that looks like Pac-Man. Enough of the food. I think it's on. I think it's on the Gun Channels one. Yeah, it has to be. We're over an hour already. Jesus, right. Bob! Just because you didn't get to eat any of the awesome food, you don't have to be a sour Sally about it. Anyway, so this was a $1,000 dinner. It was pretty interesting and, uh, like I say, quite an adventure to... Uh, isn't this opening back up? Quite an adventure to uh, to check out. So uh, I want to say thanks to that guy. I want to open now. To Chef, Chef Steve. Uh, Chef Steve Young. Is that his name? Uh... <clears throat> Come on, what the hell? I thought I tagged him in this. Yeah, Chef Steve Young on Instagram. And uh, and the restaurant Edge's Steakhouse because it was pretty cool and uh, neat to experience that. And uh, thanks to you guys for showing up shot and uh, making it neat. We didn't have done anything like eating a $1,000 dinner before. Is that what made Yankee sick, people are asking? He was sick before that. He was That's having major... Oh, he's been, issues and stuff. Yeah, he's been sick for a couple of weeks, eh? I know everybody got really upset with me because I said, oh, you know, you probably got nose cancer or something. And everybody just like freaked. Because, oh, you said the cancer word. Maybe he's got cancer now. And I'm like, it's a joke, right? Nose yeah, cancer. Yeah, no, he's got a sinus infection. It's not that. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I don't know. So he was fine at the show. I mean, he was fine. And then when we were eating there, he ate whatever, you know bunch of that and took I think he took some about half of his back but uh I don't think the food or anything got anybody sick it was definitely you know high quality food yeah everybody seemed to be sick before that so yeah I think it's just uh yanking his weak constitution you know he is from Washington State well you figure he's in an airplane first he flew down there so he's in an airplane coming from Washington well no from what is that place? Oregon. Uh, and then, uh, so he's in an airplane with people. Then he's in an airport on both ends. Then he's going over to the 65,000 attendees, you know, plus all the people in the booths and all the people working there to support the place. Then he's going to a hotel and on this Vegas strip, right? And then he's going uh, to that same thing for a few days. So anyway, I think there's a pretty good potential that people are going to get sick. I guess uh, Smeggy didn't. And pink didn't, and clover and ghost didn't. Yeah, just you, Yankee. It was my migraine on Monday. 
Oh, no, that's Thumbs just... got wiped out. Thumbs got hit yesterday. He went down yesterday at the right time. Yeah, but Thumbs goes down all the time. I don't know. Well, he's only gotten sick maybe twice. And I didn't get sick. I have an ear infection. And I think I got water in my ear for more than likely. Uh -huh. Either that or the temperature or the elevation or something. <clears throat> Couldn't be the fact you rely on, you know, dollar store cures or prevention. I'm not sick, though. I didn't get a cold. I didn't get a stuffy head. That's what shot show crud is. It's like a, you know, an infection type of thing. I had an ear infection. It's like nausea and, what do you call it, dizzy? What do you call that? Right, yeah. You just get, like, off balance or whatever, like vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, you get vertigo really bad for, like, it happens for me for, like, 12 hours, and then it goes away as fast as it comes on. Hmm. But, um... Suck if you're traveling somewhere and you have to drive. Oh, you can't. No, I can't do anything. I'm crippled. It's like completely, you're screwed. It's just you sit there in pain for like twelve hours. It's horrible. But then it goes away. So, yeah. Nice thing about the van is you can just crawl on the back of that and curl up in your sleeping bag and wait twelve hours. Ugh, I would hate that. Actually, agony. The best thing I can do is uh, hot showers. So for me, I'm happy to have a hotel. That's the kind of time I would train for a hotel and just sit in the hot tub or in a hot bath or something. Let the yeah, maybe that's yeah. At least for what I get. Anyhow, so um, they're saying, is that what got Yankee sick? The food? No. Um, I think Dano is phoning in a question for the show for some reason. Are the three of you going to be at Wanamaker? So I am. Bob does not think so. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I mean, it's just I just don't know how. I, I don't know if I'll have a uh, be able to get there. I just. You know, I don't know how the ability to get there at that point. And I'm guessing not. That's the one that's in it's like early April or something, right? Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma in April. April yeah, I, I probably will not just because I'll still be on this project. And it's one of them things like it's getting busier every day. I was lucky to go to, to SHOT Show. I didn't know I was going officially to SHOT Show until last Wednesday. Um, it was just a timing thing. And like, oh, yeah, we don't need you for a week. You're fine. But by April, it will be full force. They'll need me. Which bums me out because I don't think I'm going to be able to get to go to uh, uh, NRA show either. Well, we can always hope that they somehow impeach Trump, Hillary takes over, and then all the jobs in America will go away and you'll be unemployed. Within the next couple months, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, could. The globe trip so violently overthrow Trump. Um, yeah, they're they're still going to want to build cars, so no. I think I'll still have a job. That's just for the polterite or the massage. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. So, I've I will if I could, but I probably can't. So sorry, one of these years, well, maybe the fall one, right? Because they do it twice a year. Yeah, we'll hold you to it, Smoggy. Hopefully, the fall one, I won't be out of town on important business. And then, of course, we have the gun rights policy conference in Chicago this year. So that's potentially just a drive for you. 
Yeah. Oh, that's, that that's in the fall, right? Oh, yeah, it's in September. Oh, yeah. I've As long as... If I'm home, I will definitely go to that one because that's that ain't nothing at all. Are you sure? That would definitely be interesting trying to hang out. Let's see. Well, yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see if that one will work with when my people are there and trying to live in a van in Chicago. In what month? September? Yeah. Oh, that should be fine. I mean... But in the just because it's Chicago, it's going to be way more crowded, different kind of crowded than... Oh, other... no, I'm not thinking that. I'm just thinking for heat. And... Oh, no, yeah, for temperature-wise, it'll be fine. Yeah. But anyway, so um, we'll continue to... We'll probably have some Guncho Loophole-specific uh, chats coming up, but uh, we'll get back on track. I'll go find the schedule of uh, the spreadsheet that I got worked out for the van chats. We'll start scheduling some of those and continue to do these on Sunday. And... I don't know. If you've got questions? You can always email them to us at gunwebsites at gmail.com. And uh, check us out with the comments. Give us a thumbs up. We appreciate it. Buy stuff over at the gear website store. Keeps us going on our projects. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday for the van chat. You guys got anything else before we head out? No. Other than subscribe to BikerBob59 because you get to see this cute dog. And uh, I need another you know, 200 subscribers or so to break. A thousand. Yeah, let's get that thousand mark for Bob. So we'll keep plugging you and uh, start spreading your link on, uh, you know, throw it out there on the lobby and stuff once in a while. Let people know you need some subs. Sure, sure. Yeah, good point. And then I, I'm just going to take a second then to plug my uh, Instagram. This is the first time that I really posted like a crap ton of pictures all in one day. I mean, it's tons of shot show stuff. Most of it is stuff other people asked for, other things. Things we can buy seem neat. So, if you'd like, please subscribe to that and see my pictures. Right on. That's over on the Instagram, and you can check out Smeggy's link on most of our posts from Shot Show. We tag Smeggy on them. So, Smeggy yeah, 40. And, yep, exactly. And then, so, secondly, um, just I know this is a van chat, but keep an eye out on the whole bump stock thing from the ATF and keep fighting for our Second Amendment rights and all that stuff. Yeah, some states have already outlawed them, so, like, this is serious. Yes, definitely. We cannot be sleeping, and people I talk to at the... It'll be fine. But that's probably a discussion for the Daily Gun Show. Yeah, true. We will put that on there. We will. Okay, thanks again, everybody, and we will see you again Sunday. Like, they look different than the other ones? Oh, that's the wrong... See you, everybody. <laughs> Just like a place you see was laying there. We like that and go from there. She woke up and took me by the hand. She's gonna love me in my shitty bed. And that's all right with me.